This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and you tune in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Great news for fitness junkies, as well as recently announced that gyms in states under phase 2 of the National Recovery Plan can now open with a 50% capacity and a controlled environment to fully vaccinated individuals. This comes after months of uncertainty and U-turns, and finally a light at the end of the tunnel for the fitness industry and especially gym owners, as many community gyms have ceased operations in the past year and a half. This week on the program, we react to this announcement with Daily Muscles Noel Chilia. Well, I think first things first, I would say that I'm super grateful. And it came very suddenly. It's not like they said, okay, in two weeks' time, you can open. The announcement just came like that. Um, so I'm grateful, but I do wish it came sooner because I think it's like almost five months that we've been wanting to uh, to reopen. And of course, I know there's risk with the whole pandemic going on, but just being closed five months has been hard with no clear guidelines or even an expectation of when we could open. Actually, if you follow the initial phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, I told my whole team that I think it's going to be January next year or February. Mm. So let's mentally prepare and just gear ourselves to next year yeah. and not hope that it's suddenly going to happen over the next two weeks. Yeah, so it's... this is, of course, a huge relief. Um, but, you know, being closed for almost five months, uh, we are like in a hole that we need to dig ourselves out of. And there's, I can't blame me for feeling that Will this be temporary? Would would they suddenly come and close things down again when they see a trend of you know there's variant after variant coming up and like what what happens then? What lessons did we learn? Um, so that's on the back of my mind that is there, but um, I'm really hopeful that it will not happen because yeah. I, and, I, and I told my team so you know what uh, 18 months we did this whole thing um, and and thank you for pulling us and just sticking together because I really feel that this is the last of it. Mm. And, and, and especially, yeah. you know, no, to, towards the lead up to this announcement, there was a major confusion. There was a massive U-turn and then a U-turn again. Um, for you, uh, are the SOPs and, you know, the compliance, the regulations, are they clear to gym owners as of now? It's clear. It's actually very clear. And 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 I think because it's it's very similar to the SOPs that they gave before, it's just that now there are additional requirements on the ventilation. Hmm. And the ventilation requirements is not something that they discovered and came up with all of a sudden. It's actually been there. It's MOH guidelines. If you see the Department of Safety and Health, uh, the DOSH, I hope I got the, the acronym right, hmm. uh, they have similar guidelines for ventilation as well. So that means it's kind of like industry standards. So it's clear, but what the Ministry of Youth and Sports did say that further SOPs will be announced. They did say that. So, but we have enough to reopen. Um, that means the, the, the sanitizing between classes, the maintaining the physical distance, making sure uh, you know who's coming into your facilities. All that has already been in place uh, since last year when we were first allowed to open. Mm. So I would say it's clear. It's clear. It's just I'm curious. Like, let's hope there's no surprises coming in yeah. in a month's time, which is going to incur a lot of cost to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you run a, a gym, a community gym, um, I would say a boutique gym, which 
actually community gyms actually make up made up uh, 80% of the gyms in Malaysia right the the 20% are you know gyms in the mega the mega gyms right the ones in mm-hmm. shopping malls and stuff like that mm-hmm. we've seen many community gyms closing down fitness centers closing down due to the pandemic how has daily muscle been staying afloat yeah i am grateful that we are about we were able to stay afloat it's really because of the community that really is it uh because we have members who we know uh members who know us like us and trust us and throughout the whole pandemic they continued to train because we were running classes online so they continued to support us financially mm. uh they continued to pay us they continued to refer their friends to us to try something virtual so we were able to stay afloat not doing the best that we can but stay afloat and not have to close down also because we were able to adapt very quickly as we have been doing things online a little bit here a little bit of coaching there we actually have a zoom account that dates back 3 years ago nice <laughs> and we've been using zoom since then for different things not to run a class but for group coaching mm. so when this happened members were familiar with the 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 technology that we had they were ready to just return and start working out so that has kept us open again i am just super super grateful because i really think that we are one of the few exceptions that have been able to do this we didn't really get any financial support and financial aid even though we applied for the various funds that were available hmm. uh to us but uh, never eventually came but glad that we were able to to pull through the whole thing hmm. Like I said, great news for you guys and great news for you know members of the gym as well dying to go back to the gym, right? But yeah. can you just scope in a little bit? Tell us a little bit about some of the safety measures that will be in place when you fully reopen. Yeah, so the the basics, I think everyone's familiar. Hey, you got to scan your mysojatra so we know who's coming in and yep. out. Um, and how we do it is because we can actually limit the number of people who go into a class. um and we know who's in the class we know the, who the instructors are so even if like somebody needs to contact trace like mm. we can do it mm. without having to rely on the mysodatra app so that's uh, super safe we already have a full time cleaner which we hired since last year and we kept paying her because we felt bad that she had nothing to clean oh that's nice <laughs> um, mm. we so we had the cleaners in place we have all the protocols in place all those things never change mm. the one thing that we um are now putting into uh to enforce and it is also why what we're not ready to reopen our facility yet is really the uh, the CO2 monitors the yeah, carbon yeah. dioxide mon- uh, monitors yeah. and that is not a requirement by the ministry of health but it's a suggestion it's there in the guidelines that is suggested and the cool thing is because the the concern now is ventilation and how do you monitor ventilation you yeah. need a CO2 monitor mm. So we can then determine okay there needs to be anywhere between 600 to 800 parts per million of CO2 because that shows that the space is well well ventilated otherwise we're all just guessing yeah there's a window open but how do you know the air is coming through and that it's cross ventilating we don't yeah. so that is the extra step that we are taking we are waiting for our CO2 monitors to arrive i quickly bought it before it sells out like how everything sells out at the the beginning stages yeah. so that is the extra thing that we're doing and also the other extra thing is really that we we haven't opened yet we we didn't want to rush into it we wanted to give all our members a phone call to check in are they ready to come back um 
and just have a conversation with everyone and make sure that they know what to expect when they reach the gym and they're not caught by surprise. Mm. And and that, that helps us plan better as well. So those are the extra measures that we are taking. Um, I believe it's it's super safe. It's going to be safer than before. And if you think about it, if you're if you're comfortable to go outdoors and train because outdoors is safe, then I believe you can have the same level of security by not only visiting our space, but any gym that has proper ventilation in place. It's actually safe and now we can measure it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, what, what has been the reaction been from, you know, your clients or you call them heroes, right? From, from, from your right. heroes. Yeah, yeah so we don't want to call them members or clients. We call them heroes. And so here's the, here's the crazy thing there. We did a survey just before the government announced the, the opening and, and yeah. actually asked our members, our heroes, uh, how many of y'all are ready to return? Exactly, yeah. Uh, 30% of them said, and this is about, we surveyed about 150 people actually responded. These are members only, yeah. Um, 30% said, yes, I'm ready to return with full uh, safety measures in place. The remaining 70% were happy to remain training online because they found it to be a lot more convenient. It's working for their routine. They still got to work. They don't want to drive for an additional hour to the gym. So that also gave us the comfort that, hey, you know what? We, we don't need to rush into an opening. Um, and our members are okay. They, they, they're still keeping healthy. They're still training. We're still checking in with them. Mm. Um, and and the response has been okay from them. We're getting a lot of excitement from new people, people who have never been to a gym, but have heard about us all these months. Uh, we've had, we have people signing up for programs already, even though the gym isn't open. That's, oh, that's great. out of this world. <laughs> uh, our six-week programs, people are signing up, they're paying because the coaching starts early. So it's looking good. And I told my team also like, hey, if 70% of the members are not ready to come back, it's still going to open because it's all these other people out yeah. there, new members, new heroes, um, who we are going to serve when we, when we reopen. That was Daily Muscles Noel Chilia on this week's program when we were talking about gyms reopening in states under Phase 2. More of that conversation coming your way, so do stick around only here on Bar None on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, my name's Daryl Ong and you're tuned in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. And today on the programme, we've been talking about gyms reopening with Daily Muscles Noel Chalia, who is among the gym owners around the nation, breathing a sigh of relief with this announcement. However, over the pandemic, we've seen many fitness junkies spending a premium on home equipment during the virtual workout boom. And in my opinion, something that's not going to go away anytime soon. So picking up where you left off, me and Noel touch on whether gym owners have to innovate to readjust to this new digital fitness environment. Gym owners need to stay relevant. And staying relevant means accepting the fact that your members are very comfortable training at home. So how can you serve them at home? Maybe they just need a weekly check-in with a coach instead of insisting that they came into the gym to use the same pair of dumbbells that they now have in their home yeah. uh, because they've invested in it. And to be honest, a, a majority of our members who are training at home right now, they have their own equipment. In fact, we even told them where to buy it. Here's the link, get a discount. We didn't sell it. I wish we did. They sold out everywhere, like on Lazada, Shopee, yeah. sold out. Yeah. Everyone is buying this stuff. Mm. Um, so it's a good thing because it means that, hey, people are taking care of their health. Mm. And you know, they're like, like, 
I've bumped into some of our our heroes who I haven't seen in six months, in eight months. Some of them are fitter, stronger, happier because last time they were so busy and they could only train three times a week. Now they can train six times per week yeah. and they are a much better off space. So it's being, I think, yes, we have to change our marketing a little bit. Also, there will be people who need a gym because while a lot of people have been thriving in their fitness uh, during this pandemic, there are people who uh, have not done anything at all for the 18 months because they're just so reliant on a gym. Some people are not visual learners. They can't just look at something going on on the screen. They need someone to be there to guide them through. And those people are the ones um, who I feel that, you know, there will always be a market. Yeah. And think about it, there are, I'm sure you've got pot and pots and pans and ingredients in your fridge, but it doesn't stop you from eating out once in a while. That's true. Mm. So that's how I look at it. That's yeah. great. That's a great uh, perspective. But, you know, something that you brought up, you know, pivoting to digital, like you said, virtual workouts, online courses, do you consider them already part of the mainstream? Yes, I believe uh, actually well, for us, we never stopped from the time the pandemic first hit us in March uh, last year. We've been keeping up with the online classes. A lot of gyms right now are still keeping it up. And it's not just in Malaysia, like you can take a class now in your favorite gym that you heard about uh, in the US. And there's like something going on right now around the clock, right? Exactly, you can. Yeah. So I think the future is where it's a hybrid of things. So you're still running in-person classes because there's people who's, who are going to need to be there. And we, although we are at 50% capacity, we can make up for that 50% capacity by simultaneously streaming the class, mm. right? People still want a, a live experience instead of just playing a random YouTube video and following along. You can still have a live experience. Uh, what we are going to do is a, a hybrid. And it means the coach is actually, uh, our, our coaches are actually not just trainers, but video jockeys and just live streamers, and and they've had to they've had to really diversify what they do. Hmm. So they take care of a group of people in the class, which is now half capacity, easier to handle. But at the same time, we have a massive screen and a camera so that they can see how people are doing at home. I think that's the future, oh. and I feel that if again, this is my personal opinion, I think that if a, a gym doesn't adapt. Uh, and and take, if you haven't taken any lessons or clues from the past 18 months that virtual is going to be essential, uh, then it's it's going to be really tough. I think they're going to continue to struggle and not be able to to climb out of this hole that we're in. Um, but this kind of goes against the idea of a gym, right? Having someone physically there with you, um, you know, training you one to one or in the class. Can tell tell me a little bit, you know. Personal trainers, group classes, how essential are this to a well-rounded gym experience? Still essential. And if you think about it, I guess there's two ways to look at a gym. One is a gym can be this place that you go to to use all the equipments that are there. Or is the gym a place where you go to because you need help and support in terms of your fitness? Right. Like you have a health goal, you have a goal to lose weight, you have a goal to uh, to lift 20 kgs stronger over your head, whatever your goals are. What if I can still help you achieve that goal? Right. I think it just needs a bit of a, a mindset shift. Mm. And now make no mistake, I'm, I'm a gym goer as in like I have a membership in other gyms. I don't just train in my gym because I want that experience. Mm. I want to step out. It's my escape time. I want to be out of my gym, out of my home. And that's me time to do something. Mm. So I feel that there will be people who will always need that. 
And there will be people who now have found new convenience in just being able to do everything online and they get hours back in their, in their hands and the traveling and the parking and they save money, it's more affordable. Um, that's, so I, I feel that it's the gym experience has now evolved right. and there's two types. One is within the four walls and there's also without the four walls now. So like we've got clients training with us who are based in America. We've got people in Singapore, we've got people in Bangladesh, it's not possible before this. So yeah, exactly. that's a good thing. Mm. That's a good thing. Yeah, like you were mentioning, right? You know, gym owners have to adapt, right, to this hybrid yeah. uh, virtual physical uh, fitness space. Uh, but throughout this, you know, you guys have been closed since last year. And then you guys opened in January for four months and then closed again. Thankfully, reopening again. But do you think people um, during the pandemic have more of a motivation to work out? Yes, absolutely. I feel people now are more aware. Um, you see, when the pandemic first hit, everyone was, all, all the gyms were talking about how it's important to maintain your health because the government wasn't talking about that part, the exercise and the health part, they weren't doing that. So the gyms were going out and doing that. And But at that time, we were just predicting that people will soon realize that their health and fitness is important and come to us. Yeah. But now we're seeing it happen. And I, I see it happen. I've got friends who own gyms in, in America and their gym owners based in the US and in other countries as well. They've been open longer than us. And some of the gyms are back to full capacity mm. even in the midst of this Delta variant. Um, and they are seeing people come back to the gym with a vengeance. Like they are like, they are back in full force because they miss it. They miss it. There are the new people who have never trained in 20 years finally realize that, you know what, these 18 months I did nothing for myself. My health just went down the drain. I'm going to join a gym. Mm. So there's, there is, I feel, uh, uh, there's an uh, awakening happening and people are going to come back. And and it's, it's I'm seeing it already. We're not even open and people are signing up for programs. Yeah. Fitness yeah. awakening, I, I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, personally, uh, Noel, um, you guys were um, open for the first four months, like I said, of 2021 before MCO 3.0. Uh, yeah. What were some of the lessons you can you know, let us know as a perspective of a gym owner? I think we learned that um, we can't uh, just really depend on the group classes. We emphasize too much. And to be honest, Daryl, this, this live stream classes thing was something that was in our back pocket. We always procrastinated. We knew we had to do it one day. We had everything there, but just never did it. So when the first lockdown happened, it pushed us to do it. Uh, another thing that we learned also is that uh, actually the, the pandemic forced us to relook at every single thing we spent money on subscriptions and memberships yeah. as in like professional subscriptions and and uh, video hostings that all these little little things that we were paying for and we didn't really mind but we realized that during the pandemic hey we don't need all these things we were able to cut down a lot of our expenses um, to stay leaner we were able to make better use of our team's time uh, and I would also say that the team has gotten closer and we have spent a lot of time learning and we went, especially the first lockdown when we were like really can't even step out of the house to do anything. Yeah. We would spend time just going through videos, like educational stuff and just have watching it live on Facebook watch and, and just uh, doing all these things. So uh, lessons learned is that 
when all this, uh, when it someday returns to whatever normal is anymore, uh, that we should not forget this, uh, that we should still always look very closely at our expenses and not simply spend on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and just we, we uh, I realized some of my team actually were very, uh, a lot of potential in them. <laughs> Before that, they never had the chance and, and they are working at home and like there's no supervision and all of that. But they've the, I've I've learned to trust my team a lot, and they've really shined, and and uh, I'm very very grateful. I can't wait for our finances to be okay again. I don't give everyone a big fat bonus that we can't afford now, but we <laughs> just want to do that. So I've learned that to be more appreciative of my team, yeah, and and of course actually my clients also. I mean, if not for them, we wouldn't be here. To just being open, uh, to supporting us throughout this whole thing. And when the gym reopens, uh, we, we just really want to take care of them, yeah. you know, and, and deliver all the services that we weren't able to in this whole uh, virtual environment. Yeah, I mean, um, the pandemic has uh, gave, gave us the space to, in a way, take a step back and, you know, yeah. do the things we never thought we, we could yeah. do and, and see things that we never saw before. So it's, it's important, right, to look at this kind of silver linings in yeah. amidst this whole crisis. Um, do you foresee, you know, that, um, the cost for running daily muscle will go up dramatically, especially you know, with things like sanitation, frequent cleaning requirements and stuff like that? Uh, I would say it went up significantly when we first reopened. Went up significantly then. So ever since then, it's um, it's uh, we were able to stay afloat also because our landlord gave us the 30% rental. So I think that now that we're allowed to open again, I don't think we're going to get that discount anymore. So the cost is going to start to go up. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's going to be very significant because we're really spending all that money and we've kind of leaned down and, and just really been more efficient with our expenses. But where it's going to hit us is that the, the class capacity. See, a lot of our pricing and the whole business was uh, is running based on 16 people in the class. Pricing, everything based on 16 people in the class. Mm. Now we can only have eight. So what, what, what do we do? Do we, do we raise the prices? Like, no, we can't do that. It's, it's not easy lah. So, mm. so that is where it hits us. Like we are, we don't have the opportunity to make the income that we used to, which we are going to try and make up for that loss of um, capacity there with the virtual training. Mm. Uh, maybe there's other ways to to make up for that. So it's 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 really filling in the gaps. So yes, uh, it's it's cost is going to be a little bit higher. Um, now add that together with our limited capacity, but it's it's that's just how it is now. This mm. is how it is. So instead of just not doing anything about it, it's actually forcing us to look at other ways to 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 get an additional income. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, I mean this year and a half, uh, more than a year and a half has has been kind of turmoil for for you guys, the gym owners. Um, <laughs> You see things like, you know, when you go back to the announcement when, you know, the, uh, the lockdown just started, gyms, bars, nightclubs, cinemas, all closed. And and sure, we understand why gyms closed, but on the, on the flip side of the coin, fitness and health is a very important part of combating COVID-19, isn't it? Yeah. How do you feel when you heard that, you know, gyms were lumping with nightclubs and bars and stuff like that? Well, disappointing, but also not surprising because we've always been lumped together with the nightclubs and the bars. And I know that because when we go and apply for our DBKL license, we fall under the same category. Oh, really? Yeah, we are oh. charged as, as much for per square foot or per square meter the same as these entertainment establishments are, establishments are being charged. And they are being charged a lot. It's like 50 ringgit per square meter or something. So our DBKL license per year for that small studio 
runs into like 6,000 ringgit a year. Okay. Compare that with the three-story fast food restaurant nearby, triple story, their license may be like 400 ringgit. So it's, it's, we've always been in that category. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't a really surprising news, but yes, it is disappointing. That's why a lot of gym owners were like, everybody, it's actually essential, right? Letting all these other things open, which is essential for business, but not essential for health. Yeah. One thing you should be doing, and okay, you close the gyms, at least put some messaging out there that, you know, these are the, the healthy things you can do to, to build your immune system and something about fitness and exercise. No, we just felt that was completely sidelined. And I think that's why a lot of gym owners got very, very just, not just angry, but just really feel like we were let down, yeah. really let down and like no one to to speak for us. And, 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 but that also led to a good thing. Like the gym owners got together, they form a coalition. There's also a Pesatuan Pengusaha Gym now. And, and we kind of now have a voice because of this whole pandemic. Uh, so the hope is that things will change life. If something happens again or if some other situation, some other new virus or whatever, whatever it is, that I feel that we are better equipped now and surely we can't be repeating these mistakes again. Yeah. Um, speaking of gym owners coming together, um, another side of your digital effort is uh, an online webinar, online chat uh, show called yeah. Two Guys and Their Gyms. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so this was a little uh, pet project that I started with my friend and colleague, uh, Elvin Neto. He runs a boutique studio, but he does personal training one-on-one -on -one only. Mm. And he's based in Kajang. And uh, I do group. So we thought that, hey, look, the gyms are closed and we can still help our clients, right? Yeah. And we wanted to make, um, of course, we, we both have social media channels. And we thought that we can still help people can still do Q&As, we can still answer the questions instead of just complaining and saying that the gyms are closed, I can't help my clients. Who else can I? Who can I help then? Let's help all these people online. So that show was born because of that. It happens every Monday night, 9 p.m. We just completed episode 33 uh, last night. So 33 Mondays, like without fail, not a single cancellation. Nice. It's been going on. Um, and we've got a good following now. The show is kind of evolving. So we, we enjoy doing it. We kind of look forward to it uh, every week. But it was, again, another silver lining of the pandemic because I think if the pandemic didn't happen, we would not have had the show and met some people and gotten many new clients from that show as oh, well. People nice. come to know us and, and sign up for programs because of that. So, uh, yeah, that's our little uh, pet project. Yeah, it's just, nice. it's just great that, you know, you, you guys have a space where, you know, the community can engage with, you know, you guys, the industry leaders, right? And comes again, comes back to mental health. You know, people want to know what's going on. People want yeah. to know what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, Noel, last question. Um, mm. Is, I know it's hard to plan, you know, amidst this pandemic and stuff, but mm. what is um, Daily Muscle's uh, future plans for, I guess, 2021 and beyond? Future plans would be, I would say, we're going to focus more on individualized experiences when it comes to, because the numbers are smaller now. People are going to generally stay away from crowded large group programs um, and want a more customized individual experience. So we're probably going to focus a little bit more on that. We are also going to be focusing and improving our online programs. When the, actually when the gyms were, when they announced the gyms reopening, so many of our members texted and called. 
you're not going to stop the online classes, right? Please keep it going. And they were like, no, we're not. In fact, we're going to invest in more technology and more stuff to make the online classes even better. So that's our focus. We're going to keep what's uh, keep what's working. Focus more on individual experiences and to grow our online program, which has about 200 people on on a monthly subscription, doing classes regularly. So and we call the program Heroes at Home, and uh, we, we we really want to grow that. That was Daily Maso's Noel Chilia on the program today, talking about the reopening of gyms in states under Phase 2. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit that interview with Noel, do remember that you can check out the podcast real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Same time next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.